Chapter 7 of The Garden God, A Tale of Two Boys, by Forrest Reed. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 7 When the summer holidays came round, he brought his companion home with him. Hot and dusty after their journey, and the long drive from the station, they were glad enough to catch a glimpse of the house when yet some distance away. And as the evening sun, washing the beaches with soft red gold, fell obliquely on the upper windows, the effect for the young visitor was one of a singularly peaceful beauty, such as he had never before known. Standing back among the trees in the midst of that green terraced garden, a house of stillness and of charm, to him it appeared to be, as indeed it was, cut off completely from the outer world, the world at least as it had been for him, a London life, a hurried anyhow existence when he joined his people in the holidays. For Graham also, to be home here once more was very pleasant. They dined in the great oak dining-room, the light of sunset streaming in across the table, catching the whiteness of damask, the deep crimson of roses half buried in their dark green leaves, the gleam of glass and old silver, and making the shaded candles to be but ornamental. On the dark-panelled walls, hung a few choice Dutch genre paintings, an interior by Peter de Hooch, a music lesson by Gerard Terberg, a frost scene by Adrian Vandeveld, a portrait by Gerard Dow. But no picture, Graham thought, could ever be half so charming as the young boy sitting opposite him, the softly blended light playing upon his beautiful face his delicate hands. Graham watched him with a curious feeling of pride. He noticed his delightful courteousness, his perfect breeding, his wonderful distinction. Yes, there was a great deal in birth, in blood. For even in his short experience of school life he had learned something of the hopelessness and vulgarity of a spreading democracy and he saw with pleasure that his father had taken to the boy, that he was not insensible to the deference of Harold's manner, his efforts to please, his easy grace. After dinner, the two boys wandered out of doors again, but went no further than the porch. Both were a little tired. Brocklehurst sat on one of the steps. Graham half sat, half lay, a little below him, tracing with the point of a stick fantastic lines and figures in the gravel of the carriage sweep. The quiet of evening, of the perfect ending of a day, was all about them, and they sat in silence, that strange silence which seems to listen for the faint footfall of the hour that is approaching, the hour that is to be, the hour is yet so full of mystery, of hope, of the unknown. The lawn stretched below them, smooth, grayish in the waning light. 
upon its shaven surface clumps of laurel barbary and rhododendron stood out as darker bordering patches stood out a little stiffly in the nearly windless air and against the clear pale sky the trees of the avenue were still how close that cloud is graham murmured isn't it almost as if we ourselves were floating up to it yet notwithstanding the dreaminess of his mood his senses were curiously alert remote sounds and faint perfumes reached him which at another hour he would not have been conscious of and he noticed brocklehurst's hands as they rested on the stone step he noticed the fineness of the skin darkened to a rich golden brown by the sun the tapering fingers the tiny blue vein scarce visible on the outside of the wrist his hands were extraordinarily living extraordinarily sensitive expressive they seemed made to touch the strings of musical instruments to play upon some delicate lute or viol he imagined that they must have some power in them to allay pain he imagined them cool and soothing laid softly upon his own forehead or over his mouth and eyes and suddenly harold began to speak it is very quiet here how strange you must have found everything when you first came to school after having been accustomed to this for so long graham smiled lazily he felt very happy it was as though a day he had long awaited had at last begun to break within his spirit as though some perfect hour of life were here and his present gladness was mingled somehow with all the happiness that had been before with all the happiness he had ever known he watched the dark leaves scarce tremulous against the sky he watched the dark grass the gathering dusk everywhere the night wind was soft upon his face the light grew more and more subdued the outlines of things vaguer and vaguer i cannot tell you how glad i am to have you here harold he whispered shyly it was very good of your father to ask me <laughs> to ask you but it all belongs to you it has all been waiting for you for so long and now at last you have come he spoke half laughingly but all his childish imaginings and dreams were stirring within him how dark it is getting the last glimmer of twilight had in truth died out of the sky and only a dim pallor seemed to hang in the air a faint reflection from the hidden moon <gasps> listen it is my father he plays to himself every evening he is very fond of music 
the soft clear notes of a violin were drawn out slowly across the stillness the darkness the charm of the night helped to make them wonderfully expressive and brocklehurst almost held his breath to listen when a pause came he gave a little sigh why is beautiful music always so sad he wondered so much sadder than anything else is it graham asked and yet you like it yes there is nothing else i like so well i used to sing in the choir at school until my voice broke but i have never learned very much graham raised himself a little he leaned his chin on his companion's shoulder and looked out into the darkness and he felt brocklehurst's soft warm cheek against his own you went to school when you were very young harold didn't you he murmured no younger than most fellows you you know came peculiarly late my father liked to keep me here i have not been at school a year yet but all those other years before i went seem very far away i can look back at the past as if it had only been a single hour everything slips together into one golden point i wonder if when a man is dying it is like that if when he looks back all his life gathers together into one long long day if all seems but a summer day yesterday between sunrise and sunset end of chapter seven